another episode of Bane and Clank Sports Summer Almost Here Edition. Somewhere almost here edition, as always, we have crossbones here. And if this is a Mortal Kombat buoy, his arms will be bigger than Jack's. <laughs> the metal ones are the real ones? Both. <laughs> okay. we, we didn't get the allegedly part. Oh, the allegedly. It's been a while. I'm out of practice. <laughs> there we go. It's been a while. We, we took a couple of days off. Yeah. And I am Blake Beretta, second somewhat big arms. And I'm still trying to fathom. In Resident Evil, why do people live in Raccoon City if they're infested by zombies? Why don't they just move out? Doesn't make any sense. And they just keep moving in. And same disaster topic always happen. And same. Resident Evil is coming out with another game. <laughs> I was going to say, same thing with Gotham City. If you're going to be a criminal, Gotham City is not the place. And Metropolis, too. Yeah, you, go, go somewhere oh, else. I feel like Superman's more merciful, but Batman will just beat you until you're probably crippled. He won't, do. but he will cripple you. I was gonna say, go to uh, go to Rapid City with uh, with Flash. You stand a much better chance. That's right. He just runs really fast. I don't know if he's a good detective like Batman and Superman. Definitely doesn't have those skills, and your your rate of success to be a criminal goes way up outside of those two cities. That is right, and and I we and Flash could probably be a good chance of getting people out of Raccoon City to avoid the zombie apocalypse. When is the, you know, the, uh, the I was going to say, when it was the last Resident Evil movie? Oh, uh, wow. Wow. That's, that's back right there. What is that, 2015? Oh, wow. Okay. So <laughs> I'm has, thinking that's a guess. It has been a minute. I can't believe that's one of those franchises you look at. It's like, man, they got a lot of mileage out of that franchise. Oh, yeah. They have a new game coming out called Resident Evil The Village. I played a demo and it's freaking terrifying. You're going against vampires, werewolves. You're like in the village and you're in the in the mansion where this i call her the, the vampire hoochie who's trying to kill me and bite me every dang time every dang time <laughs> i'm glad to see they're they're continuing on with that uh that franchise that, that franchise has been around a long video game there's a video game franchise first i don't know a lot of people don't know that it they just see the movies or they see the the other stuff but yeah that is a video game franchise that probably started on what that was playstation one was it playstation i think it was pc was it pc or no I think my well, it might have been PC first. I, I found out about it on PlayStation. Ah, but they are coming out with another movie. It's in the works. It's a low budget film, but it might go to one of the streaming services. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. The, stream, the streaming services are are uh, are clutch for production productions that could be in movie theaters, but aren't. That is right. And speaking of streaming, are you enjoying WWE Network on the Peacock yet? I am. I am. I used uh, I used it to watch WrestleMania, um, and I have uh, I haven't really got back into the uh, uh, the other the other things. But uh, we were going to hop into first before we get to the uh, before we get to the uh, the actual wrestling. I was going to go back and talk a little bit about that Stone Cold po- podcast, but not the Stone oh. Cold podcast, but the the Stone Cold wrestling uh, review they had on A and E. Oh yes, I'm uh, right now. Currently, I have it on Piper right now. <laughs> what did you think? What did you think of it? The Stone Cold one was amazing. It was. It got. I didn't. I learned new things about Austin I never knew before. Yeah. No, it was very, very different. It was a very different look at his career and what all that he went through to get to the point that he that he got to where he eventually ended up changing the wrestling. The wrestling business. Now, the uh, 
the crazy part, I mean, I, I watched him in WCW when he was uh, stunning Steve and he was teaming up with uh, Fly and Brian Pillman and they were the Hollywood Blondes. Oof. I saw the, that's a little, I saw I have to go back and look at those videos. That was before I started watching wrestling. <laughs> yeah, no, that, those were, those were some of the, uh, <laughs> but it was, you know, what he was talking about the tier system of how, who was at the top tier at that time. And, and WCW, it was Sting, it was Luger, it was, uh, it was Flair and it was the Horsemen. I mean, that, those were your top tier guys. And also a little bit later on, we got Ron Simmons, and uh, Butch Reed, who were doomed, but but for the most part, that was the thing. And they were that tag team of uh, of Stone Cold and Brian Pillman. They were like the Rockers, if you want to look at look at like similarities where they fell in the pecking order at that time. They were the Rockers of the of WCW. That's right, they were. And I was looking back at Austin's career. Did you remember, remember the part where he was so broke he just lived on tuna fish and potatoes? That. Wow. I've been telling that story all week. I, I have been. Because I, he, what, he said he would eat it four times a day or three times a day. I couldn't remember. He's just three times a day. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's all he had. That is, that is, loving, that is loving wrestling right there. Because that, that is a hard, hard uh, life of Jesse. I can't, I can't even imagine the combination of the two, of tuna fish and potatoes. Raw potatoes, not even cooked. Ooh. And he said he'll peel it, though, but he'll eat a raw potato. That will be his food. That's his protein and carbs. How to get those gains any way that you could. That's right. I say looking back in the day of wrestling, like driving to say, hey, you, I, like if we, li- if we live in Atlanta and we had to travel to Boston and make $25 to wrestle, I was like, hell, if I was around that time, I would not have been a wrestler back then. <laughs> no. But, but you know what was cool is that when he finally – I didn't know that WCW had like a – was they had a base system where just if you signed with WCW, you got $75,000 guaranteed. So that that was a good that was a good thing for him. And how about Stone Cold lived in Douglasville at one point? I didn't even know that. I was like, he was a Georgia person. When was when was this? <laughs> when he was in uh, when he was in WCW, he had a he had a little farm out there in uh, in Douglasville, Georgia. I want to find that farm and just go buy it. I just need I need to go, not go buy it, not buy it. Be like drive by it. <laughs> I don't have wrestling money like that, guys. <laughs> and still, and still, just to go over there and see what uh, what Stone Cold was up to, and you got to see how he, uh, how the character kind of developed. But it was Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff made the worst move in the in wrestling history by firing Stone Cold. That's right. Then he went on the WCW, and Paul gave him a mic. Was like, do say whatever you want. Yeah, and he no, went on. I didn't know he was in ECW. I, I don't. I, I I did not know that that even happened. You didn't know that? I, I found that out later on. Like I, he had, there was another documentary a while back that he had where it was ECW, long hair, doing a couple matches there. After WCW fired him, and he just went off on Bischoff. Hmm. Yeah. Then WWE picked him up eventually. <laughs> yeah, and then his. His rise to WWE was a little bit meteoric. He did not – it wasn't like he got there and was like, boom, exploded. That's I, right. I, I don't remember him being the ringmaster. I don't remember the ringmaster Stone Cold Steve Austin. That was before I was born. I remember that. <laughs> I had to yeah. watch those matches. Yeah, I was like, what? I was like, what is this? And that he was teamed with Ted DiBiase? That's right, the million-dollar belt. Yeah, I, I, I completely – that's – that's the part that I checked out. I think I'd already stopped wrestling. I'm watching wrestling at that point. I think I was done. I think I had left. I had left wrestling at that point. 
Yeah, I had to go back and watch. I was like, like it was before when I was around, but I was like, I was like, I had to rewatch. Like, when was this going on? And rewatch all the matches. I was like, man, Austin had a freaking like a rough bringing up to the where he is now. I do remember that uh, the King of the Ring was the thing. That was the that was the event. And I was like, WrestleMania was still number one, but King, you wanted to win King of the Ring. That was oh, yeah. that. That is the, that was the thing that you wanted to do. Yeah, King of the Ring back then was more prestigious. Like once you went in the ring, you're entitled. You you're pretty much in line for a title shot. And I also did not know that Triple H was in line for that until yeah. uh, the famous Madison Square Garden incident. Yep, he broke the rules, and he was like, "You going to the bottom? Austin's on top." If it wasn't for that, Austin probably be in a different spot today. <laughs> what? What? I mean, that I, that was one of the things most people don't understand. I, like you can't break, especially back then, you couldn't break character. Um, and that was, right. that was that was just before the internet. That's before um, the only the only footage that there was it was a house show. I mean, it wasn't like a like a it wasn't like a raw uh, where it's nationally televised. Somebody just had a video out there, and the, the somebody took the video, and you know Vince saw it, and Vince couldn't put it, punish Hall and Nash because they were leaving. Yep. You couldn't you couldn't punish Shawn Michaels because he's making you all the money at the top as a champion. So mm-hmm. who do you who do you punish? You punish the guy at the bottom of the totem pole, and that was uh, Paul Hunter Hearst Helmsley, which is soon to be his son-in-law. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> funny how things work out. Yeah, they could be at the dinner table in the family. They're like, "Hey, Vince, remember that time you you put me down the totem pole and like make me make me miserable for a few years?" <laughs> yeah, he had a, he had a job and match the Ultimate Warrior in WrestleMania nine. Oh wow! Or ten? Yeah, Warrior beat him in like eight seconds in a match. Oh wow! <laughs> I can't even remember that match. <laughs> yeah, Warrior. It's when Warrior first came back. So when Warrior came back to uh, to WWE or WWF at the time, shortly, like his first match was against Triple H. Triple H pedigree pedigreed uh, Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior kicked out and won. Whoa. I could tell. Like that, that he had the uh, what is it? Warrior was that guy. Like you got to be a mega power to beat him. Yeah, yeah. So he he pretty much he beat Triple H in eight seconds. And uh, from that point on, I think Triple H had a hard road back to the top. And back to Stone Cold. Back mm-hmm. to the, the Stone Cold and winning the King of the Ring against another another character that I didn't know that he fought, Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, good old Jake. I've I met, met him a few times. Interesting character. Another <laughs> another Georgia, a Georgia wrestler um, in the long line of Georgia wrestlers. So he beat Jake the Snake um, at King of the Ring. And goes on to give his most famous promo, which is the 316 promo. Oh, that's that's awesome. That that 316 promo really, really hit home and really made it made Stone Cold really like really popular. Yeah, and then they were saying the next night everybody at the at the event had Austin 316 shirts or 316 everywhere, and he became the most marketable wrestler in the world. And that's right. Then he be, then he got all these main event matches with his favorite dance partner, The Rock. Yeah, let's talk. Yeah, let's talk about. I mean, the, the the thing that was crazy about that about that time, um, wrestling was. I mean, you were going from that that era of superheroes like Hogan and Giant and Macho and all those guys to to what what was kind of like the first reality era where they tried to make it 
Well, I, I always say they, they UFC needs to give them a lot of credit because I don't think UFC would be what it is had wrestling not kind of opened the fans up to that type of attitude and that, those type of uh, those type of characters. That's right, because you know nowadays a lot of you know people stop watching wrestling because the way it is kind of now. UFC took them away. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when WCW went out, went out of business, there were like three or four. I think I can't remember. It's three or I can't. It was it was it's three or five billion people who were watching wrestling that never watched wrestling again when WCW went under. That's right. They always like we're not gonna watch this. They few of them went to WWE and it's like oh it's good for a little while. Then it became different now and they were like we're gonna go to UFC now and watch people kill each other yeah, and break their why, That's why UFC is is what it is, but. I, I will always say that they they kind of took the blueprint from from what uh what the attitude era was. It's my it it, it to this day it's my favorite favorite time in wrestling. Oh was yeah, the, that was, took me. Was the attitude was the attitude era? Now let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, Stone Cold's rivals. So we started off with the Rock, his favorite. Yeah, his favorite, and um, with Rock. <clears throat> You kind of just say that he was he was coming from uh, he was at the nation of domination at the time. You know he was break, breaking free of them, and he was the intercontinental champion, and that's always the the stepping stone to the world championship. So he was uh, he was prime man. He was he was ready to go, um, he, and he was he was a kind of like a younger version of Stone Cold at the time. That's right, and like. What is it? Uh, for Austin, they had a big adversary. They really built up the Rock. Like he was the second number one guy. They're both the number one guys, but they need like that was a Batman versus Superman kind of rivalry. Like two of the top names going at each other, bringing money. And the the mic the mic work between the two was unreal. And that's that's the one thing I think that they've been lacking. Like especially right now, they don't have two guys who can go at each other like that on the mic anymore. That is right. They like, like people could go back and forth. Very few I like that. Like Cena could do it. Punk could do it. That's like, also, like those are the two main guys that could do it with that era at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And they had three unbelievable WrestleMania matches, lots of Raw and SmackDown matches um, as well. Uh, and, you know, it was, it, you know, the thing between them, they were fairly balanced. It's not like Rock won all the time or Stone Cold won all the time. There was nope. pretty, it was pretty split down the middle. Each one got the best of the other one at some point. Yeah, until that very moment, Austin never, well, Rock never beat Austin in the Mania until Austin's last match. Yeah, you know, what? I didn't even realize that was his last match until they said it because I thought he came back and wrestled some more. I didn't know either, and he was like, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to leave, and I'm going to give Rock this one." <laughs> so that helped Rock his career spike up even more. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what pushed him, I think, over the edge. He started work doing uh doing movies at that point, but mm-hmm. he became the the first person or the the guy in in WWE. That's right. He he sold out merchandise, sold out arenas, he done it all and got his own beer line now. <laughs> you know what you know it is wild. He didn't go into any of the in any of the Stone Cold Undertaker. Oh, yeah, that was one of my other favorites. And him and Vince, too. That really kicked yeah. it off. Yeah, you know, the thing that was crazy, like, like <laughs> no, there had been never, like, I, like watching it, I didn't know Vince owned. I, I had no idea at the time that Vince owned WWE until he came out there and was like, oh, I'm the boss. You know, I always thought he was just a commentator. That's yeah. what I always thought he was. I didn't, nope, I had no idea. 
Uh, so when they started going back and forth and, and just Stone Cold was just unreal. The, thing, the things that they were able to do, like the, like the, the stunts, like him feeling, feeling the Corvette full of cement or like uh, or, or him just just sneaking up on him and shooting, shooting everybody in the ring with the beard the one time, the beer cannon from the truck. So just things like that that were just completely over the top that you had that, that you I had never no one had ever seen before. Exactly. Like, like when, when I came into watching wrestling, it, I think it was like right at that, uh, what is it, moment where you know, like the beginning of the McMahon and Austin feud started. And I used to think wrestling was real and I hated Vince McMahon. Every time I see like, when I was a kid, I see Vince was getting over at Austin. I used to yell at the TV as a kid. I was like, why could this guy do that to Vince? And they, they sucked me in so deep that I thought it was real. Yeah. I was running around in 1998 giving everybody the double birds and telling people to suck it every <laughs> oh yeah every chance, every chance I got. Yeah, I got a, I got detention a lot of like no I wasn't I sit at like silent lunch back then and that, that was my thing I got silent lunch. Yeah, dude, there's cool. no there's no parental advisory. There was just it was just common behavior. I mean the shirt said it. I mean it was it was it was everywhere at the time. It, it was it was in the the conscious of America in 1998, mm-hmm. Stone Cold <laughs> slamming beers together, giving everybody the finger, and and that we also, you know, the, the thing too that they mm-hmm. didn't get into. Also, Shawn Michaels was in there a little bit, but I would have liked for him. Shawn Michaels is the person who kind of was like he, that was the first torch pass because Shawn was the guy, and he kind of passed passed the torch to Austin, and then Austin became the the guy. Uh, the match at uh, WrestleMania with Mike Tyson as a special guest referee. That is true. We, we, like when he got in the, got Tyson to be the special guest referee. That was a big moment for wrestling too. Because I remember, I thought when I was a kid, I used to not know much about Tyson. But I used to like, oh, Austin could beat up Tyson, no problem. <laughs> Even though in real life, Tyson Tyson could try to fight and kill him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyson, Tyson is legit. Yeah, and, and he's still in the wrestling world. He's actually doing some stuff for AEW right now. That is right. I used to get in trouble too. Like, you do remember in the playground, it was like not, not the monkey bars. Well, it's kind of like it looks like a cage in the playground. Do you remember that? Well, it's kind of like a look, kind of looks like the old old school WWE cage, the blue. Yeah. It's like yeah. in the playground on recess. I used to pretend I was stone cold and beat up my fellow classmates in it. <laughs> and I wasn't allowed to recess the next day. You did not follow the guidelines of do not do this at home. Nope, I never followed that. I was stunning everybody back then. Uh, jumping off the cage, and the next day, I was just not allowed to go to recess. I had to stay in the classroom. WWE is forever, forever getting a whole generation of, of middle school, elementary, and high school students in trouble. That is right. I think I hurt my tailbone so many times stunning people on the ground as, a, as an elementary kid. They, they, also, they also left out. I mean, he had a... He had a murderer's row of rivals. He had a rivalry with The Rock, of course. He had Triple H. He had a pretty good rivalry with. He even he had some stuff with Kurt Angle that was pretty good. Oh, Kane, yeah. Kane and The Undertaker he had great rival, rivalries That's, with. The Bear to Lie match was my favorite with Undertaker and Austin. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was, that was fantastic. I would have liked them to get into that. I understand they only had two hours to get into it. But I think they did a, did a really, really good job. Of, uh, of letting people know how great that era of wrestling was. And it is the, it is, it is the reason it, it brought me back because I was gone for, for probably four or five years where I didn't watch any, any of the product. So 
um, stone. Um, had he had not been there. Exactly. And gave people that thing about Vince too, but like having people be like, I want to punch my balls in the face. Here's my chance. I'm living through Austin. <laughs> and the fact that without him, they don't beat WCW. Oh, no. It was like they, WCW had Goldberg and Austin had, you know, back then the charisma and Mount Mouse kills and everything. We were, he was on TV Guide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was doing he was doing TV Guide. He was doing movies. I mean, he was one of the first. I guess, I guess not the first, but I mean, he was doing one of the uh, main one of the second one, main guys probably. He was third. doing like 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 any given Sunday and the Longest Yard and just movies like that. Also, I didn't know that he was he was actually a pretty good football player at one point. That's life. right. He wanted to play a football player, but wrestling caught him. <laughs> yeah, that's usually the way it goes. That's usually the way it goes for him and uh, him and The Rock. That's right. It was good. Like, Austin did a lot. And, you know, I don't think the rest would be where it is without Austin. No, it would not. It definitely would not. He was a, he was a game changer and a um, huge pioneer. And the stuff that he does, the stuff that he did, you could not get away with in 2021. No, no, you really can't. Like, it's a sensitive time now. We can't do that. Like, <laughs> We watch, well, wrestling people know the smoking mirrors behind wrestling, but imagine if it's not, and we had somebody like, but right now the Piper's documentary just finished, and Piper was the hated guy in America. The Stone Cold, like, nowadays what Austin did, like, you could, like, Piper just finished up his documentary, but imagine if wrestling had the smoking mirrors now, and someone like Piper, like, back then was the hated guy in number one because he kicked Cindy Lawford. <laughs> back then. I just something like that happened here at this time be a riot <laughs> yeah there's there's a lot of a lot of changes taking place and the attitude era is no more and you know they've made some uh some kind of uh some moves to kind of get it back to that to that kind of like more pg yeah. but it'll, it'll never be that way again yeah it's, it's different it's time yeah it's sad. It is. It is. It is sad. Uh, sometimes I'll be like, oh, where is the old time stuff? What's going on? But it's the day and age. It's the millennials or whatever it is now. <laughs> but you, know what, Triple, you know what Triple H would say? Triple H would say, if you like that stuff, just go watch the network. That's what he would say. That's right, which I do. <laughs> I go back in time and I watch it, re rewatch everything. There we go. <laughs> All right, so let's get uh, let's get to SmackDown. Um, <laughs> this is this is this is really uh, they're they're kind of trying to turn the page, I think, on on SmackDown and try to set up some new things. Let's talk about Roman Reigns and Cesaro. Ah, Cesaro, who might be a future WWE champion, I say by SummerSlam, yeah, he's he's going to be the guy to be Roman Reigns. Yeah, he deserves it. He definitely has deserved it. Paid paid his dues. Um, puts on spectacular matches. He, he already beat Seth Rollins, who is who is up there is one of the one of the best people they got right now. Um, oh, yeah. The only, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what's what has been stopping him, or what <laughs> or or what what has been impeding his progress. But he's ready. He's ready. Uh, I think that when Vince called him boring a long time ago, he probably took that back. Now, like, okay, this is something to Cesaro. We got a new. Daniel Bryan chant coming up. <laughs> and he's got, yeah, 
And plus, he's got some unique stuff. Like the the swing is over. The, uh, yeah. The, yeah, that's a huge move. His uppercuts are awesome. Uh, he's also got oh the uh, the the neutralizer. It's a great finisher. The neutralizer, yes, the neutralizer he got now. Is uh, he got so many moves that like that UFO he debuted in the freaking WrestleMania was amazing. <laughs> oh, the overhead, the overhead swing. Yes, right. Uh, he balanced them on his neck. <laughs> yeah. Does that? Which, uh, so with, this brings me to my next question: Where are Edge and Daniel Bryan? Edge is probably taking his time off right now. But, and Bryan came on SmackDown, but I think feel like Bryan's going to try to push Cesaro probably more than himself now. Yeah, so that that's kind of like you know, that's, as a as WrestleMania backlash, quote unquote. Um, you were expecting to get maybe one of them or have, like one of them have a one on one, but they're just going to completely move on from it. That's Looks right. Like. Because Brian knows, like, you know, Brian and Cesaro have been friends for a long time. And he was like, he had his opportunities. And he was like, Cesaro's been in the waiting rings for so long, waiting for this opportunity. He was like, I'm going to push Cesaro, help him get the title. So he did, God, he might be it. This could be Cesaro's time. Yeah, that would be that would be excellent for, for that to happen. All right. So next, let's get to a little bit of Apollo getting attacked from out of nowhere. Again. Again. <laughs> yeah. His bodyguard really needs to step it up. That's really right. needs to step it up. He got that good Umaga Samoan spike now. He's like, you got to use that to protect Apollo now. What kind of bodyguard what? are you? Exactly. What kind of bodyguard lets this dude get attacked two weeks in a row? That's right. Even I, he, even though they're like right across the hall from each other, like Biggie is in catering. He saw Apollo. He jumps him right there. You got to be on your toes, ready for, ready to defend your, your I don't know, your leader. So, so this is kind of a newer Big E because Big E is usually like defensive. We don't get to see Big E go on the offensive a lot. So I think they're trying to uh, kind of revamp, even more so revamp his character, kind of moving him further away from what the, the New Day was doing. Yeah, I feel like this is like a different, more like a more serious Big E saying like, Apollo's been under my skin and doing, you know, dastardly stuff to me. So he cheated to win. Now I'm going to like seek revenge to get, get my title back. I'm interested to see where they go from this. I think that that Big E, since he's he's held the uh, this title, U.S. title a couple, uh, I mean the Intercontinental title a couple times um, uh-huh. before. Does he does he kind of just? I mean, maybe he wins this, or maybe they do a non-title, or maybe they just do a disqualification just to get to move him out of there, so that maybe he can go get into some type of uh, world title picture. At some point, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon because Cesaro's up there right now. Yeah, but uh, you, you could really only do this match one more time. Yeah, you just got to have like a big match to finish it off with. I don't know, no disqualifications, a no holes bar match. I don't know. You got you got to think it. They got to be something, something to end it all. It got to be a backlash. Yeah. All right. So we have that, and we're, we're how how many weeks until backlash? Is it two weeks or one week? Well, it's before my birthday is May sixteenth. So May sixteenth. So it's we got about two weeks. Two weeks away, and I'll become older. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Every every birthday after twenty five is it's like ah, uh, here we go, here we go again. <laughs> I know that's how I feel right now. Like God, here we go. Get a birthday. Is it already? It's already. It's already that time. Seems like we were just here. We were just here a couple of days ago. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone, everyone after 25 gets there a little bit quicker every single time. Oh, yeah, I, I noticed this. At least I get to have my cheat meal. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's the only reason why I like that. 
<laughs> All right, let's go to the, the tag teams, tag team oh. champions. Uh, so we got the Dirty Dogs, who are far and away one of the best, one of the best tag teams that SmackDown has had in a while. That is right. Ever since New Day moved on the Raw, they they took the bull by the horns of running SmackDown. Yeah, and winning matches that I I picked against them every single time, and they keep on proving me wrong with their with their wins. In fact, great teamwork, great use of uh, of blind tags. That's right. I, a great heel tag team, which I think is uh which is the u- underutilized uh portion of tag team wrestling i think it's the blind tags you tagging somebody the other person not seeing it you focused on that person while the other person hits you with a sneak attack that's right all school the wrestling tag team right there good psychology it's beautiful it's beautiful and uh, you know the thing with the alpha academy they're both heels so i don't think the alpha academy has a chance but i do like the alpha academy and what they what they brought to the table so far that is right alpha cat otis and gable they should have yeah. never lost to Rey Mysterio and his son last Friday. <laughs> yes. No, they should not have. Because <laughs> I was like, I was like, really? I was like, no offense, Don Mysterio, but Otis could sit on you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they got it. Well, Rey, well, the thing is with Rey Mysterio, it, it's very difficult, I think, for them to have Rey lose. Yeah, that's true. Well, Rey is a, a legend, so it's hard to have him lose all the time. Yeah, so they're kind of bringing Dominic Dominic along for the ride on those. That's yeah, because uh, he wants to get into the wrestling business right after high school, and you know, skip the independence of NXT. My dad's Rey Mysterio. I'm in the main roster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be. I mean, they're going to. I, I think they're trying to. They're still trying to find a place for him as far as uh, what they want him to do. I think it, well, eventually, as we all know, this is turning towards a heel turn of him turning on Rey Mysterio at some point. And then him, then him and Rey Mysterio having literally a five-star match because they're, they've been working with each other their whole lives. So that's where that's going. But so far, so good. Do, do you know why Dominic now wears the vest? Oh, uh, he doesn't have a six-pack. Did I tell you that? doesn't have a six-pack. Huh? That's six it. Vince said he doesn't have a good body. He, doesn't, he needs to work out. Yeah, he's like he's like he's like nineteen. That, yeah, that, that's that's also, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, if you're nineteen, you're not gonna you're not gonna look like you, you haven't even grown into your body yet. So he's got he's got plenty of time. Yeah, yeah he's after he he is like the wrestler. He's not the guy who likes to hit the weights. Yeah, it's it is a different that is a different type of uh, of training. Uh, that you have to be able to learn. I don't. I don't think that. Like they're they're nineteen. I don't even know if, if you can be ripped up at nineteen any anymore. Especially if you, especially if you're, especially if you're wrestling and been on the road every single every single day for the past. He's been up there how long? Two years. Yeah, two, two years. It's possible at nineteen, but it's a tough fight. But you know, their other performance enhancing stuff, which his dad's not going to let him do. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's seen he sees some stuff firsthand how that how that can how that can go down if you do that. Yeah, wait till you're forty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what well, I mean, people who are like not in in you know physical specimens. <laughs> right, right, right. All right. So let's go to uh, Bianca Belair and her and, and her and Sasha no showing or Sasha not being there for the for the rematch and how we're going to Bailey now. 
Sasha does what she wants because she's she's still uh, she's the she's the big boss. She does whatever she wants. Now Bailey's going to get the opportunity. Yeah, and that is a match that we have not. Uh, I think I think the WrestleMania match between those two closed it out. Left no doubt that that they are two of the top people. And I, I know that you probably want to see it again, and we're going to see it again at some point, but we just don't need to see it again right now. Um, so have Bailey get in there and give it a shot. Bailey needs Bailey's good. They got to give Bailey something. Yeah, they they need, especially since you didn't have a match at WrestleMania at all. Yeah, it was terrible. She was like kind of co-hosting with everybody else. She was, she was third wheeling. She, yeah, she was the third wheel of the co-host uh, part, <laughs> where she should have had a match. She had a match, so hopefully they're they're able to get her into uh, some type of program or some type of some type of something with Bianca and maybe build it. But that the SmackDown's women's division. Uh, I was trying to think who else is there. I, I, I'm, I'm guessing Carmella. Carmella's there. Um, uh, well, Shane and Nia there when they when they eventually lose the belts, they're gonna be in SmackDown. Yeah. Uh. Hmm, what else? who else is down there over the top of my head? Is that no wait. Oh wait, uh, yeah, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke are there. Yeah, there we go. So those yeah. are some So also let's talk about how um how the three Gonzalez, Bianca, and Rhea. Rhea, all NXT products, all top of the game in all three, all three uh brands. And those are all of them have the have the belts, all of them. Like they all started together. <laughs> how about that? And they, that was amazing. They all started together, and they're like best friends, and now they're champions together. Yeah, no, it worked out. Worked out great. They were great talents, and they've they've risen. They've all risen to the top at the same time. Um, what would be awesome is to get a a, a fatal three way between the three, the three, a triple threat between those three. That is right, dude. I would love to see a triple threat between all those three. I know Gonzalez is going to be in NXT for a while because they need that big powerhouse out there. They do. They do. And I think that she's probably the best, best representative. And you've got Raw is pretty, pretty stacked. And we just ran through some, some people on SmackDown. Uh, so they've, they've got some people, but I'm interested to see how that goes out. Now, Raw is a little bit of a different situation. That is right. It's a chaos on Raw. Random stuff is happening. Like, you got the former members of Retribution out there teaming, maybe teaming with Bobby or maybe not to take on Drew. <laughs> so not only do you have them out there, but now they're they're now they're semi unmasked by accident or for real. I I just I just glad they ripped those stupid masks off. Yeah, they didn't need the mask. Yeah, they just if you want to have a match with Bobby and them, just have put them put them all in a steel cage and go at it. Yeah, yeah. But fun ben, fact, here's a fun fact. 1937 was the first steel cage match ever. <laughs> yeah. That is a long time ago. Oh, yes. I, I don't know who was president that time either. <laughs> no, no, me neither. Me neither. I was okay. I was going to say this. Now, Vince, this, this is my thinking on this. So he does love, he, he loves T Bar. And what's the other guy's name? Oh, God. <laughs> I can't remember. T Bar, the guy. Is T Bar the Dijakovic guy? I think he's him. Okay, because I like I give him nicknames. I call him Predator and Bane. Or Toka, <laughs> Toka and Razor from Toka that too. Teenage <laughs> Ninja Turtles too. So you have them. Vince loves them. He's a big fan of both of them. Oh, yeah, because they're tall. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're big dudes. They're they're big dudes. So Vince is like, hey, you know, <laughs> I don't really care for the rest of Retribution. Break them up. That's right. I, I want these two. Uh, Mustafa Lee be okay. Mia Yang could, could be, go back to her old gimmick and be in the d- women division officially now. Yeah. And do whatever she wants. And the other guy, just, I call him the the uh, disgruntled hockey player. I don't know what, what they're going to do with him. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> – so with those two, they're gonna have they're gonna have some type of some type of deal here with Drew. I mean, they got that the easiest way to tell where you are. They put them on the main event of Raw, having not been on the main event of Raw with the entire Retribution when it was hot. So that's right. He's pretty high on both those dudes. So I do not know where they fit in or or if they're going to turn on if they're eventually going to turn on on uh, on Bobby and MVP or are they with them or what they're doing but they kind of just sacrifice they, they sacrifice Shelton and uh Cedric for these two they did I was like I was like we had the herbs they were better are they just random like I don't know bodyguards for Bobby or what yeah yeah they're like uh they're like henchmen they are they're henchmen that's right. And speaking of Bobby, he was not on Monday Night Raw, which was bad. Yeah, I think they just gave they decided just to give him a night off. Oh, he probably just too he just wanted to work out and yeah. you know he missed his flight. So it happens. no, or, yeah, he did it's one of those things, but they definitely he's one of those people that they definitely need every week to be there. Yeah, I, I think he was trying to get the two hundreds and press them. And then he, he he lost track of time. <laughs> that's that's lightweight for Bobby. This is lightweight. Yeah, he's he's, he's probably his, his high rep day. <laughs> his high rep days, the two hundreds. But he's he he will be back. I I don't. He won't. I I think he's they're kind of doing him like like Roman, where he won't have like he does wrestle more than Roman. But I was gonna say he that he, he is not going to have like a match match probably until the uh, WrestleMania backlash. Yeah, or yeah, that's gonna probably be the time when he's gonna get his uh, match against Drew again, and some kind of match. They gotta have a good stipulation for this one. Yes, yes, they do. Um, let's talk about the Raw tag team situation, which is also all over the place. Oh, are the champions be back yet, or is that belt existing? I, I don't think they're back. Yet. <laughs> I think I think they're just trying to mask it with the Viking experience coming back and just have them beat up the Hurt business every week. Yeah, that would be a good opponent for AJ and um, um, the new Shaq. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I think they're building. I think they're, that's what they're doing. I think they're trying to build them up, have them on TV every week, show them being show them being a great team to kind of just hey, say like, hey, you know, this is also a great team. Bring them out there. That's right, and they could outpower the big guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I was gonna say the other two uh, we have out there, uh, Riker and uh, what's the guy with the guitar? Oh, about Elias. Elias, Riker <laughs> he and is Elias. Now. Yeah, they they both both shredded now. Uh, Elias is more sure. You saw that Instagram pic he put? <laughs> oh, is he? Oh, I yeah, gotta he, check. he saw the picture from doing the side oblique pose and flexing. I was like, oh, okay. He's ready. He wants Vince to give him that push. That's why like, I'm ready for that push. I got I got ripped and jacked. <laughs> now, um, he he's been a singles he's been a singles competitor his entire career, uh, so putting him in a tag team is something something a little bit little bit different for him. But you know it could work. They but they have to one you got to have a name. I don't think they have a name. I think they're just Riker and Elias. 
Yeah, they're not officially a tag tag team yet, but now they are because after that, that match with the New Day. Okay, all right. So, so we will, we will see what's going on with them. But but AJ AJ and his tag team partner also do not have a nickname. So shows what I know. They're tag team champions without nicknames. Yeah, they'll they'll eventually get a nickname down the road yeah. <laughs> if they keep so, the title. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. That oh, and we're gonna get into uh, the main event, which was Asuka. And Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte Flair. Ugh, I can't believe. Yeah, Charlotte is still, still the top. Oh, but she, she her losing her, her losing that match was was a little bit shocking. I thought oh, she was going to win. No, I'm glad she didn't win that. But I was like, really, we don't need another Oscar losing the Charlotte thing. But I think Charlotte's taking time off for something again. Yeah, yeah, she's got uh she's got suspended, quote unquote, and fined. "Quote unquote," um, and she's indefinitely. been indefinitely. So I don't know what's going on with her. So you you've written her off to maybe, uh, get kind of, maybe <laughs> that that is that is the uh, that is po- uh, definitely a possibility. <laughs> or maybe she learned to cut better promos. I cannot listen to those promos anymore. <laughs> and he can't. And then, and then you know it's crazy. They still give her all the TV time she wants. Oh yeah, Ric Flair's daughter. She gets what she wants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so she is. Uh, she is going to be. She probably won't make an appearance. I'm guessing until backlash. So she's probably off TV as well. Unless well, she's injured or something, or she's going to be gone for a very long time, which I'm hopeful. So. <laughs> yeah, we shall see. So that is that. But that's it for this week in wrestling. I, I can't wait. We'll get into the Roddy Piper, um, the Roddy Piper documentary next episode, um, and go through some things on that. And that's from the. I'm going to call that the. That's the golden era of wrestling. That is the golden era of wrestling, which a lot of stuff where wrestling was real and people wanted to kill you if you were to heal. Very real. Very real. So, stories. So, we're going to see where that goes. All right. We got some questions. All right. Question. Uh, here's one. Since the new Mortal Kombat movie's out, we're going to be in the match now. So, you're, you're about to schedule, you're about to fight in Mortal Kombat. Name the opponent you have feared to fight in Mortal Kombat, but. You have to fight him anyway, and what's your plan to beat him, or can you beat him? Uh, I'm going to say one of my favorite all-time characters is uh, Montaro. Montaro. Which one is that one? Or is that Kintaro? Montaro is the, the big dude with the four arms. Oh, that's uh, that's uh, Goro. 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 <laughs> yes. Uh, I want to say the same thing. <laughs> Goro would be the last person I would want to fight. I was about to say the same thing. Oh. Yeah. Great minds think of like people. <laughs> Kintaro Ken, and Montaro, I think, were the ones on the next couple next couple of Montaro, uh, um, next couple of uh, Mortal Kombats. Yeah, like I don't know. This I know there's any strategy, but my strategy is I will get killed in a matter of minutes. I don't know what your strategy is for trying to beat him. <laughs> I just try to I just try to run. I just try to wear him out. That would that'd be the thing. If I could just make him if I could just make him spend up all his energy, then maybe try to get a lucky shot. <laughs> Unless we got one of those tattoos that yeah. did you see the new movie yet? I, don't I haven't know. seen it. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, so I can't give away. Well, unless we get those little dragon tattoos, and you're gonna see how to get the power. So if I have one of those tattoos to really unleash my power, maybe I have a chance. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it. I'm I'm looking forward to to see the uh, the adaptation of how they how they how they put it onto the big screen after the ones in the '90s were awful. Oh, well, I kind of liked them when I was a kid. I thought they were awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the song. The song is. Uh, 
Oh, the song is awesome. The song is forever. That thing's in my workout playlist. <laughs> that game came out in 1992. I remember playing it at the bowling alley. Wow. I actually played it recently at Dragon Con. It was it two years ago? They had oh, the yeah. Game place. <laughs> oh, yeah. They do. They do. And uh, Xavier Woods has it in his basement. Mm, I, I can't remember if I have my – I have the original Nintendo. I don't know if I still have the game or not. It's probably collecting dust somewhere. We used to have to put in a blood code. To, for the like when it first came out on I think I had it we had it on Genesis you have to put in a code so there would be blood oh I didn't know that yeah so when you first yeah because if you if you didn't use the code you couldn't do fatalities and you could and there was no blood so you had to put in a code at the beginning of the game so that so blood actually shows in the game oh okay that's a, that's a new fact I did not know about the game yeah that was uh cutting edge technology in 1993. Uh, 1993. How old was I? Was I? Was it one, two? I'm doing math. Three. I think it was four. There you go. All right, we got a next question. All right, fitness question. Name your uh, what? Na- name this one. Um, what do you think is the best compound movement? Best compound movement. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna say most people would say squats. Because, I mean, you you incorporate everything, but I'm going to say power clean. Really? Power clean? Yeah, power clean. Any reason why? Uh, mostly because of kinetic. I, I, I say it works the kinetic chain a little bit better. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, he teaches your body to move in unison. So, for, especially for sports purposes, it is a more complete compound exercise. Oh, okay. I have to agree with that. You just changed my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say squat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everybody <laughs> – Everybody always says squats. Every, I mean, it's, squats are the basis for, for, for sports and and fitness. And or general. deadlift. Yeah, but those are there. There isn't there are. There's no such thing as a bad compound exercise. Yeah, it's like speaking of combat. After the eight days of rest I had, I went to do squats. Everything felt heavy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your body has to recalibrate after <laughs> after that much time off. Yeah, 225 was a fight for reps. <laughs> but you'll be back. You'll be back next week. Oh, yes. I am super sore. My legs can't move right now. <laughs> okay, Dave, last one. Wrestling question. Who is the best talker of all time? You can, Do you think? The best talker of all time? Man. Ric Flair. Ric Flair. What was your favorite line by Ric Flair? My shoes cost more than your house. Well, I never heard that one. <laughs> he said it to Sting. He did. Oh my God! What was this? this is early WCW this or WCW? early early WCW? That's why I didn't hear that. <laughs> or the ones, or the one. Or this is another good one. He said, "I spent more money on spilt liquor flying from this side of the country to the other than you made last year." Holy crap, that's some good one liners. <laughs> he was filthy. Rick Flair was filthy on the mic. Filthy. I got, my favorite was The Rock. Oh, you know, everybody knows that The Rock was my favorite. At yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I first started training for wrestling to cut promos, Jody and Nick we always catch me. They were like, you know, Beretta, your promos are good, but you sound like Rock now. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it, that. I was like, yeah. I didn't know. It is a hard thing to to kind of grow up watching these people and not take parts of what they did and put it into yourself. 
That's right. It's like I was like I watched Rock and Austin. That was my era. <laughs> that so was the hard. So it's hard. I I don't know who Rock got his inspiration from. I don't know who uh, Rick Flair. <laughs> Rick Flair has said he got it from Buddy Holly. I think Buddy, Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly, the 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 new musician. Oh okay. Like the woo. That's he got that from Buddy Holly. Oh, okay. I'm guessing that's before my time too, right? Oh yeah, way before. Way okay, before. yeah. That's why I don't know. That's why I'm like thinking about it right here. <laughs> so uh, he got what? so he got all these things from them and just kind of just put it into put it into wrestling. But yeah, it just kind of made his character what it was. Uh and we can't forget uh, another great talker. This is a this is an extra one. Hot Rod Roddy Piper. <laughs> one of them, one of the best ever. Who will make you hate you, make people hate him by just saying little things out of his mouth? What is um? What was the Piper quote? Um, it was like just when they think they have the, just when they think they have the answer, I change the question. That is him. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm Roddy Piper. You haven't seen nothing yet. Yeah. Ah, good times. Good times. Back. There. I just watched the documentary. That's why I was saying that too. <laughs> I'm about to I'm about to queue it up um, and take a look and relive the relive the glorious glorious 1980s. Ah, 1980s, good good era. I wish I was around that time, but I heard it was great. <laughs> it was great. It was fantastic. All right, so stay at home, Beretta. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Banging and Clanging Podcast. You can always check us out at any provider, Anchor, Spotify, any podcast provider. And also check out the Clanging and Banging YouTube channel. You can put voices in the face and see the crazy workouts we do. See how we get ready for summer. Maybe you can apply some of that in your workouts. We always like to keep the energy positive and happy. Give everybody a brighter day. And also, don't forget, if you guys want another great workout, check out Bath Hammer. Crossbones, give it a spelling www.banffhammer, B-A-M-F, hammer.com. Sean is actually out in San Diego right now. So everybody on the West Coast is seeing the Banff Hammer in action. Mission Bay, Pacific Beach, Mission Beach, La Jolla. Get a Banff Hammer. Uh, did you get out of breath saying all that? <laughs> no, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> and Sean doesn't realize that I'm using Crossbow's Banff Hammer a lot because he think I, I have one of my own yet. Not yet. See, I will have- there we go. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, don't forget to check the Banging and Clanging Instagram Instagram page and IG. And you can get shout outs and you can follow us more. And also, don't forget to check out all the other providers we have Clang and Bang, Bang and Clang. We may have merchandise down the road. We're going to have guests pretty soon. And and Crossbones, you got anything else to add? Keep subscribing, keep telling everybody, and uh, keep listening. We appreciate it. That is right. And don't forget, guests that are coming soon, we don't know who might show up on the guests. You never know. My girlfriend, Dakota Kai, she doesn't know it yet. She might be soon, my girlfriend. (laughs) Does she she, she doesn't know she's going to be a guest, or she doesn't know she's going to be your girlfriend? Probably both. Unless <laughs> uh, the restraint is always already uh, lifted yet. But you never know. You never know who's going to be dropped by. Maybe Stone will see you also awesome drop by. You never know. <laughs> and as always, we have Crossbones here, man, whose arms are bigger than Jackson Mortal Kombat. Allegedly. Allegedly. And I am Blake Brett, second biggest arms. Maybe one day be bigger than Goro. You never know. Might need to trade more for that. <laughs> And as always, we are banging and clanging sports. And we'll catch you on the next exciting episode of the Banging and Clanging Sports Podcast. (gasps) Goodbye.